Hi everyone, this is John Girardi with California Family Council. Uh, A quick word before the podcast begins. Uh, Since we recorded this podcast with the Obama administration has issued a letter relating to the decision of the California Department of Managed Health Care's new policy saying that every health care plan in California has to cover elective abortions, which is in violation of federal law. The Obama administration issued a letter effectively saying they don't care about federal law and they're not going to enforce it. So uh, as you're listening to the podcast, you can have that uh, lingering in the back of your mind. Uh, we're probably going to bring Casey Maddox back onto our podcast again to discuss this issue. Um, but for the meantime, sit back, relax, and listen to me, Jonathan Keller, and Alliance Defending Freedom attorney Casey Maddox uh, as we discuss this important issue. Thank you. Hi, this is Jonathan Keller. And this is John Girardi. Both of us here on another episode of Life, Family, Liberty, a podcast from California Family Council, and happy again to be back. We've got, I think, four of these in the can now. Uh, Uh, Three, and this is number four. This is number four. Uh, We're here at the offices of Alliance Defending Freedom, where we're uh, kidnapping attorneys who work for them and forcing them to be in our lame podcast. That's right. So right now, our current victim, guest is Casey Maddox. Casey's going to talk with us about some really bad regulatory law uh, in California that relates to healthcare plans and specifically even the healthcare plans uh, that your churches are providing to their employees. Well, and before, before we do that, I'm teasing it a little bit. Casey, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here at ADF more generally. Sure. Well, my name is Casey Maddox. I'm senior counsel with ADF um, and been here for about seven years now um, and work have been working principally on uh, pro-life issues uh, as well as rights of conscience issues uh, for pro-life individuals and particularly for medical professionals, but we're starting to see a lot more uh, attacks on conscience in the life arena now outside even the, the medical uh, employee context, and, and, uh, and as we'll see with this situation, even affecting churches themselves. Okay. Wow. Sounds good. Well, and Casey has already been out. I, I got to interview Casey about, I think, a year and a half ago when he came and testified. Maybe it was just a year ago when you right. spoke yeah. um, in favor of a bill from Shannon Grove trying to, Yay, I think it was AB Shannon 1212, Grove. and it was a bill that was trying to basically provide a statutory remedy to this horrible decision by California's Department of Managed Health Care that we're talking about. Right. Yes. So let's, let's launch right into that. So, uh, Casey, can you tell us just a little bit about what the California Department of Managed Health Care did um, and how it's affecting um, all kinds of healthcare plans, but even healthcare plans at churches and things like that. Certainly. So, you know, this is um, about, it's almost two years ago now. Um, the Department of Managed Healthcare, which is basically the regulatory agency in California that governs health insurance plans, the normal kinds of health insurance plans that you would receive from Blue Cross Blue Shield, from Kaiser, from United Healthcare, uh, your typical healthcare providers, um, this is the agency that regulates those. And toward the end of August, a uh, year before last, so 2014, we had an order from the Department of Managed Healthcare saying that any health insurance plan sold in the state of California that was regulated by them had to include coverage of elective abortion, uh, okay. all abortions. And in California, that means essentially abortions all the way up to nine months. It means sex selection abortions up to nine months. It, you know, there's, there are virtually no limits on legal abortion in California. So um, 
all of those would have to be covered under any insurance plan sold in the state of California. And that includes insurance plans sold by entities, religious entities who have very clearly defined religious objections to abortion and to paying and providing for abortion. That's right. As a matter of fact, the way this entire situation came up was uh, because people were unhappy with the fact that Loyola Marymount, a Catholic school, uh, was not uh, providing sufficient abortion coverage. It was actually paying for some abortions yeah. as insurance plans. Yeah, the notoriously uh, right-wing Loyola Marymount. Oh, no, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> not, not quite. L- a little bit of Catholic humor yeah, and just complaining. A, it's a Johnny. Jesuit school, not a Catholic school. Right, anyway. right, right. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll cut that out. <laughs> so you, you had at, at Loyola Marymount, they weren't happy that, uh, that, they, had, um, that they weren't covering, uh, covering enough abortions at okay. Loyola. And so Gosh. they went to the Department of Managed Health Care and said, we need, to force you, we need you to force Loyola to cover more abortions. Jeez. And so that's, uh, that's essentially what happened was this Department of Managed Health Care order came out that said any insurance plan that we're going to regulate has to include coverage for elective abortions. Now, what that meant was that it not only impacted people at places like Loyola, there are churches mm. that have insurance plans for their pastors and for other church staff and those insurance plans immediately as of that day. So this wasn't even something where you could... Effective uh, January 1st, no. Right. Not, no. A, n- not, not a situation like that. No, this wasn't a situation where you're being told in advance, hey, this is coming, so you might want to change the way you're insuring people. Churches were not even aware this was happening, and suddenly the Department mm-hmm. of Managed Health Care had, had ordered all of their insurance companies to immediately start paying for elective abortions under their, their insurance plans. So uh, that has been the situation now for almost two years in California. The good news is it's in blatant violation of federal law. Um, <laughs> it's sort of good news, bad news. <laughs> yeah. Right. There, there's, and there's no question about it, right? There's a law in, in the federal law, the Weldon Amendment, that's been passed for 10 years now that says mm-hmm. no, uh, that you can't discriminate against a health insurance plan because it does not cover elective abortion. So the state of California is not allowed to do this. You can't discriminate against a health insurance plan just because it doesn't cover abortions. So in this case, I'm just wanting to clarify for our our listeners. Basically what this means is, and I've heard a lot of people complain and say, well, can't you just buy a plan? I I understand that there's a lot of plans that have it. And this is what we saw during the Obamacare debate. Um, A lot of the remedy that was proposed by the Obama administration when churches in other states were worried about abortion coverage, it was, look, you know, just buy a plan that doesn't cover elective abortion. You know, there'll be some that do, and we'll use this complicated shell game of federal funding to not actually fund abortion, but kind of we are. We actually are. But that was was the remedy for the nation. In California, they basically just said, no. That's impossible in California. It's impossible. You cannot legally purchase a plan in the state of California that doesn't cover elective abortion. That's right. They, they outlaw them. The only thing that you can do is to basically say, well, we'll just have a, a self-insured plan, right? Our church will just decide, we'll set, a, set aside a pot of money to pay mm-hmm. for people's medical expenses out of that and not have a health insurance plan. Well, that's, that is not a realistic option for, uh, for virtually any church. Yeah. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it would probably take a lot of churches to be able to band together to even have uh, any hope of creating a system like that. Well, Self-insurance is not something you can do when you've got 10 employees. Um, well, and, and the crazy thing is, I mean, again, folks, this just goes to show, unfortunately, what an uphill battle we're fighting in California. The Obama administration's decree and the directives from the you know Health and Human Services Department 
those were not far left enough. The Obama administration's yeah. compromise was not far left enough for the state of California. So they had to go and do this. Do the work Obama couldn't. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it was crazy. And I, I just as a quick side note, one thing that I think in the interim, uh, Casey, I don't know if you've done much research into these, but a lot of people have asked me about the uh, the kind of the health savings or, or health sharing accounts, things like MediShare, Samaritan mm-hmm. Ministries, right. Christian Healthcare Ministries. Um, the, the one silver lining is that at least for now, those are not subject to uh, this order from the D, uh, DHMC or DMHC. That's right. And, and those are options for people. Um, you know, the, the, the bottom line is, I mean, there's a reason why people decide they want insurance plans rather than those kinds of plans. And that's because that's an option, and if, if because normal want. insurance is way better. Uh, speaking as someone who has one of those plans, yeah. <laughs> normal insurance is way nicer. Right. Well, well and, you know, and, and the bottom line is, the your your religious beliefs should not be a reason why mm-hmm. you were excluded from being able to have the choice. Right. Um, if you know whatever is going to work better for a, for a particular entity, but again, you know what I would go back to is there is this isn't a question that should be debated mm-hmm. because ten years ago Congress said. We're going to make this nice and clear, right? Yep. We are giving California $50 billion a year in federal funds and, and just in one part of federal funding. California is getting $50 billion subject to this law. And to clarify, folks, uh, you're not just pulling that number out of thin air, Casey. That's an actual number. There's there's at least that much. Yeah. That he's, he's not saying 100 gazillion. It's yeah, actually right. 50, $50 billion. billion. Dollars. Yeah. That's right. Right. And this is the Health, Labor, and Education Appropriations Act. Under that act, we're giving you $50 billion dollars. All we're asking you to do, among a few other things, um, is you can't discriminate against health insurance plans that don't cover elective abortion. That's it. Maybe don't force the small Southern Baptist church on the corner that has 50 attendees and, you know, two employees, the pastor and a secretary. Maybe don't force them to pay for surgical abortion coverage. Right. You would think that this would be a perfectly reasonable offer, and yet California's refused uh, to deal with it. So so how do they... uh, what response, if any, I sort of know your answer to this, but I'll ask it anyway. What response, if any, does the state have when presented with the fact, um, hey, what you're doing here is in violation of federal law? Like, is there any, like, argument on their part that it isn't? Or what, what's the situation there? Well, so, and I'll put it in this context, we've now sued the state. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we, we submitted complaints uh, to the Department of Health and Human Services, which is the, the federal agency that oversees the Weldon Amendment and compliance with the Weldon Amendment, and said to them, could you please tell California that they're in violation of federal law and they need to stop it right now? Okay. And um, they have informed us that for the last 19 months, they are, quote, investigating, unquote. <laughs> and they are continuing to look so you're, into... you're telling me an Obama regulatory agency is not super interested in enforcing laws that they don't like. It, it appears to be the case. And so... Gasp. Uh, but, you know, so that's that's essentially what's happening. They are, are investigating whether or not a law that says everyone must have uh, abortion coverage or you can't be sold as an insurance plan in the state, whether that discriminates against insurance plans that don't cover abortion. Now, you don't have to be an attorney to figure out. <laughs> that is, if you were trying to create a violation of the Weldon Amendment, this would be your example of mm. something that would, would violate the Weldon Amendment, and yet they're continuing to, quote, investigate. If your administrative rule basically said that the plan cannot be sold, period, full stop, yes, that's kind of discriminatory. That, yeah. Right. That, that's how a normal person would read this. It's so, not a high hurdle. It's really a brick right. wall. So, so that I'm, is, you know, that's, that's the, the current status then is that you have uh, these lawsuits pending, 
um, that are challenging this because the administration has failed to intervene. And so we've sued on behalf of uh, four different churches in two different cases, uh, California churches that are challenging this mandate and saying this violates uh, religious liberty for our churches. And so what is, I know for a lot of these churches, you know, I'm thinking of Skyline Church, you know, Pastor Jim Garlow down in San Diego, you know, La Mesa area. I'm thinking of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, Jack Hibbs. Right. Um, what do these churches do in the meantime? Because unfortunately, it, it seems like there, there hasn't been a preliminary injunction that's been issued. I mean, this rule is in effect, is even long. for those churches. Right. Yeah. And, and that's that's sort of where they are, right? They have, insur- they're, and they're trying to figure out what can we do? What are our other options? They don't really have very good options because this, you know, as we said, this didn't happen and give them lead time. This just suddenly happened one day. Yeah. Um, and, and in many cases, correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, but you actually had to, it, it wasn't the churches coming to you and asking for help. In some of these cases, you actually had to inform the churches that they were subject to this law. Right. You know, I think it's important that even in a state like California, uh, the other side realized that they couldn't very well take this to the state legislature and ask for this. As a matter of fact, they tried. Mm-hmm. They tried mm-hmm. several years to try to get a mandate like this through the state legislature and failed. Because when you when you ask the state to impose this mandate on everyone, even in Calif- even in the legislature like the California General Assembly, you had people say, well, that seems like that's going a bit too far. Right. And so... Instead, uh, they went to the Department of Managed Healthcare and asked them to do it in this sort of stealth, quiet way. What they did was to find a 1975 law that says that all um, medically necessary services must be covered and said, well, that must necessarily include abortion. Yeah. Even elective abortions, which by the word elective, one would, it sort of indicates that this is not medically necessary. Well, and and folks, again, just to clarify, if if you've forgotten, because, and I know there's so much stuff coming at us, um, there was a bill, another bill introduced by Shannon Grove several years ago that was aimed very, very simply at trying to ban the state from authorizing government funds to be used. This isn't banning the abortion procedure itself. This is banning government funds to be used specifically for sex selection abortions. Mm-hmm. That's right. And in the state of California, that that failed on a party line vote in committee. So to, so to clarify, currently the way it works, you can have a a healthcare plan that is now mandated. A church has to buy a plan that pays for someone to go and get an abortion in the third trimester solely because they find out, "Oh, you know what? We're having a girl. We already have two girls. We really wanted a boy." I mean, that that is how extreme this rule is. That's right. Now, this, you know, and, and that's why you try to do it in this stealth way through the Department of Managed Healthcare. Even in a state like California, they realize if you air this for the public to look at, uh, it's problematic. And that's, you know, so one of the things I would, would say to your listeners is talk about this. Hmm. Let people right. know this is happening. Um, it, it seems like such a crazy situation that, you know, frankly, I'm sure for a lot of your listeners, they're probably listening to this and thinking, Really? Is this really happening? Is can this really be right. reality? Are these guys just wackos? No, yeah. we're we're not right. that wacko. Exactly. Like <laughs> this so, is really real. You know, and I think that's uh, you know, let people know this is this is the extreme nature of the um, you know the the abortion movement in California and for the rest of the country. We're looking at this. You know, the reality is what happens in California doesn't stay in California. Um, the the left will pitch ideas like this in California, and the next thing we know. Uh, they start rolling east, yep. and mm-hmm. and they begin to, uh, you know, to be uh, played out in other states across the country. So, you know, I think the rest of the country looks at this and doesn't say, "Well, that's California." 
you realize this is this is coming next this is step one. to a state near you. Yeah, and unfortunately, like you mentioned kind of jokingly with our California pastors, California does have many wonderful exports, like avocados, for example. Exactly. Uh, wonderful, great things like that. But unfortunately, these ideas that are being exported out of the California state legislature are... They, they incubate here, they get kind of tried out and gone through the laboratory of California, and then, yeah, they're pushed out, whether it's bans on sexual orientation change therapy, which we saw first pass in California, then in New Jersey, and it's now being tried in other places. Uh, you know, the, the whole idea of K-12 through transgender bathrooms, that was first yeah. passed as part of a law back Governor Brown signed in 2013. Yeah, the whole regulatory idea that sex means gender identity like sex in Title IX or in other non-discrimination laws, uh, that that means gender identity. That started in California. Yeah. So, and, 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 you know, folks, a major part, the reason why we do this podcast, a reason why California Family Council does so much of what it does is to keep you informed about these things because really so much of the stuff that happens at the state government level, whether good or bad, just doesn't really get into the newspaper right? until, like, after it happens. Like, even something like assisted suicide, no one talked about it until, like, after it was voted on and decided. Yeah. So, you know, that's why you should go to californiafamily.org, read our articles, subscribe to this podcast, lifefamilyliberty.com. That's and right. And go to adflegal.org, read their stuff. There you go. Absolutely. And, and I think... That was that, an organic plug. There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> that, that worked well. But it's it's part of the thing that I think is so key and why, you know, in California Family Council, we're one of uh, the 50 or 48 roughly state-based family policy councils that Alliance Defending Freedom and Family Very Research good. Council all uh, are in cooperation with. And it, it's really a reason why we appreciate Casey and the work that he does. I mean, he... Did you the trip that you came out to testify was that a was that a one day trip or did you at least get to spend one night in California? Uh, it, it was. I did spend one night. I did get to uh, to sleep over. So <laughs> coast to in coast, beautiful right, Sacramento, right, right, exactly. Right. But well, C- Casey, before we go, um, I know you have a lot of other things on on your plate. We talked earlier with Allison about the whole idea of uh, defunding Planned Parenthood. I know you're actively working on that. Uh, is there anything else in the in the pro-life arena that you and your team here at ADF have been specifically working on? You know, conscience is the the big fight, I think, is what we're seeing, because, um, you know, and, and the, the abortion mandate in California is, is just one piece of this. Um, but, you know, we, uh, we've recently seen a, uh, the ACOU launch a campaign to try to make sure that Catholic hospitals are forced to do sterilizations and abortions. Um, and again, it seems it seems crazy, and you try to wonder, well, what are they even trying to do, right? Why would they need this? Yeah. Why the reason they're trying to do this? The reason they're trying to attack Catholic hospitals? The reason they're trying to force everyone who wants to become a medical professional to uh, be trained in how to perform or assist in abortions? The reason they're trying to force even churches to uh, to cover abortions on their insurance plan is they want to normalize abortion. Mm. Uh, they want to make this. Uh, so that people will truly begin to think of abortion as just another medical service, right? And if you do that, if you force everyone to compromise their convictions a little bit on abortion, uh, that, you know, when you made the decision to go to medical school, for example, you knew that you were going to participate in at least one abortion to be able to get through because you knew, had to know how to do them. Um, if they can force everyone to compromise their convictions a little bit, then you'll speak up less. Mm. Uh, you'll talk about abortion less. You'll oppose it less because you know that your convictions have been compromised on this question. So if they can make you complicit, they think you're going to be more complacent. Yeah, that's exactly and, right. And 
culture follows the law in a certain to a certain extent. So yeah, I mean the beliefs of the community are going to be really if if it's law that every medical student has to perform an abortion, hey. Guess yeah. what? People are going to think it's okay, and that and that's a horrible form of legal positivism. Positivism, but unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at right now. So, well, folks, it's really been great to have Casey and Allison on earlier, and have so many so many great ADF attorneys on this series that we're doing. And uh, we encourage you to go back if you go to our website, you look for the tag that has ADF in the uh, podcast tag, either on the website or on SoundCloud. You can listen to all these shows. Uh, but Casey, thanks so much for being with us today. What's your Twitter handle where people can uh, follow your words of wisdom? <laughs> sure. It's uh, Casey Maddox underscore. Okay. Is my Twitter handle. So. Casey Maddox, M-A-T-T-O-X. That's right. All right. There you go. Underscore. Cool. All right, folks. Well, it's been great being with you. Again, we encourage you, uh, if you like this podcast, make sure you go to the website, californiafamily.org. You can subscribe. You can get on our email list. You can also use the big red donate button to, to make a tax-deductible contribution to the work that John and I are doing. Yes. Please do. Please. <laughs> and that's all he has to say about that. Uh, folks, I'm Jonathan Keller. I'm John Girardi. For Life, Family, Liberty, uh, it's been a pleasure being with you. We'll talk to you next time. Adios. Adios.